episode 104 of the All the Book Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. And I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. Hey. I don't know. I guess I'm just a little sad going back to the canned music after we had Ben here live, uh, yeah. Yeah. playing everything. It was so dynamic. Yeah. That quiet he, little guy. He has a palpable energy. He does. That... <laughs> Anyone who knows Ben yeah. will say he's just a little it, spitfire, yeah. just bouncing it's, around. Yeah. It's like, Ben, stop yeah. talking. But... It's the difference between a cloudy day yeah. and the sun just shining right on you, burning just the skin right piercing, off your body. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I still I still love the theme, but having it live... Yeah. I don't know. We need to get a we need need to get a rotation of like buskers to come in and yeah. play those sweet chords. Buskers. Did I say I'm Nick Gunning? Because I am. Yeah, you're Nick. Okay, Gunning. and you're yeah. Eric Nichols. You were like, oh, all right. Good. Yeah, I know. I was, I was sad. Yeah. I was noticeably sad. Uh, 104 episodes in. Wow, what a milestone, right? Yeah. I guess Wait. it's not really. This is our one year. No. Oh. Well, okay. Up? Here's the thing. Okay. By by, when we count just in weeks, uh-huh. this would be the two year mark. Fifty two weeks. But when you look on the calendar, our first episode was August twenty first, which is next week. Oh, so, weird. And we're talking two years, not one yeah. year. You keep saying one year like a fool, but it's two years. Hey, you know what? What? That's because I'm always in the honeymoon stage. That's right. So. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, today. <laughs> We're going to visit the Hugo Awards. Yay! As you recall in an earlier episode, do you know off the top of your head which one that was? No, it's the one where we called okay. uh, You Got My Pulitzers and You Got Your Pulitzers in My Hugo <laughs> yes, Awards. Yes, we, we covered the, oh, it's episode 87. There we covered go. the nominations, so yes. hopefully between now and then you've read a couple, so we you know what we're talking about. We had some opinions about what might win. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> so today we're going to discuss the Hugo <laughs> Awards, which were just announced yeah. on August 11th. We've discussed. So nice and fresh. We didn't discuss it in 2015, because that's when we started. We did. we did. Oh, did we, we talk about it? Yeah, the winners? yeah. We talked okay. a little about it. Yeah. But then we talked about it in 2016. Yeah, we didn't do a yeah. full in-depth in 2015, yeah. but we did discuss them. Anyway, we're going to be talking about that a little later, but before, we got all sorts of news to get to. Yeah. Things we've been reading. Yeah. Upcoming books. Yeah. New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. I feel like I'm yeah. underselling Road it because it actually going is going to be street. a lot of fun. But so that's uh, heavy news. If you're going, if you're going down 87. Wow. No, I don't. I yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I like where you were going. You were so committed. I was like, "What's going on, Eric?" <laughs> <laughs> and our roving traffic girl, Heather. She's up in the helicopter. Yeah. She's, Hi, Nick. Uh, she's, Listen. Hey, Heather. You're going down 87. Okay. Don't. Uh, oh. Turn right around. Okay. Okay. It's Good a one-way. That's great news yeah. for all our commuters. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hey, uh, you yeah. haven't. Uh, have not returned my calls. Okay, Heather, we got to go. All right, <laughs> okay. back to the in-studio. That's great. Uh, Eric, what the heck have you been... Can I say heck? Do we still have our clean Yeah, radio? I wanted to know if I could okay. say... Uh... Well, maybe you shouldn't test it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But what have you it been reading? It rhymes with Throne of Glass. Oh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Um... Let's talk... Let's talk uh, bookmark. What, what's, okay. on, what's on your to-read list? Should I talk actual books first your and then read? other stuff? I think you should start right in with the graphic novels. Just go strong. Oh, okay. Well... I guess the other stuff is even less. Than oh boy! Graphic. All right, let's now we'll start with the graphic novels. Right. I'll go. I'm going to turn the egg timer over so you know. There the you egg? go. Okay. Tick tick tick. All right, tick, Suicide tick, Squad, tick, Volume Two, Going Sane. Oh. From writer Rob Williams. Mm-hmm. This is the new rebirth of Suicide Squad. Sure is. I didn't like it. Oh well. That much. What are you going to do? Here's the thing. Yep. On my soapbox about the Suicide Squad. Okay. The idea, what makes the Suicide Squad as a concept compelling, is that you're taking mm. villains who aren't superheroes, so they're bad guys in general. Yeah. And then they're going on missions that are supposed to be black ops. Mm-hmm. The other part about it that's uh, interesting is that they're the Suicide Squad, so right. they're going on suicide missions in which Absolutely. some of them... So in the in other series, in like um, 
like the original 80s series, they would send characters who they would then kill off. Wow. Like in issues, and it wasn't just like, look how serious I am. I killed off this Z-lister in issue yeah. one, and then no one else dies. Right. But in these, with this run, it's now the movie cast of yeah. characters who and have in no the previous powers. Ones it was bigger characters, and so the level of like the threat level of these characters dying is gone completely because mm-hmm. they're not going to kill off Harley Quinn. Probably not. They're not going to kill off Deadshot. No. Um, that's no way to make money so it's no longer really a suicide squad you're right also the comics for like the past i guess two previous volumes and now this one they they deal with very insular problems Mm -hmm. like everything is always just a a prison riot or something going wrong in their hidden base and it's no longer like them going out and doing missions and that wouldn't be such a problem i read the first volume of this and we do have both volumes of rebirth suicide squad right here in the graphic novel collection they go fight zod yeah like that, like they would survive fighting a gigantic so. Zod. I don't think so. Um, it wouldn't be such a problem if I didn't feel like superhero comics in general mm-hmm. are very insular in their threats. Like all supervillains seem to be like, I'm just attacking these heroes just because I want to attack the. He- I, I miss kind of like villains are doing something and the heroes have to go out or like adventures where the hero. I guess the world is too small now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The world's so small you can't just like, oh, we've gone to this exotic location. Uh, Texas, right? It's, it's no big deal. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be a little scared to go into Texas. Yeah. Pick a fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if I'd say exotic, but you know. <laughs> All right. So that's what I read. Yeah. I also read. I'm reading, um, and we're going to talk about this later. Okay. I mean, we'll talk about it now. My Goodreads is frozen. Okay. I'm reading the fifth season. Okay. That's by N. K. Jemison. Yeah. Um. Here's. It's it's hard getting into it. Okay. And it's a fantasy book, and I definitely. Mm have to just accept that I have a harder time with fantasy than I do science fiction. Preach. Here, here's, here's a reason. Okay. When you read a science fiction book, even if it's in the far-flung future, yes. even if it's like, we've been thousands of years from Earth, we haven't, se- we haven't seen that blue planet since, well, my grandfather doesn't remember, blah, blah, blah. There's still people. They still exist in a world where Caesar led Rome, where World War II happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in, the, and in a fantasy book... You could say, like, yeah, these are basically humans, but who knows? Like, it's a very, it's all very alien cultures. And so if you don't, like, explain or find a point that I can relate to right away, I just, I feel like I'm reading poetry and yeah. not good poetry for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so, always my struggle. It's, it's you, you really have to commit yourself to getting used to a whole new yeah. world. And if that's not done well, what What else really the problem is, you. as I'm reading this fifth season, I guess they're, they're people who control... Uh, earth okay like uh tectonic plates Mm -hmm. and all of that um but as i'm reading it i keep thinking about like and this is this i'm not doing this on purpose i'm just reading it and then suddenly i start thinking of mistborn the brandon sanderson series i'm thinking about like how i enjoyed parts of that and everything and so i'm like oh this book's not if anything it's reminded me of a book that i enjoyed better yeah (laughs) i wish i was reading another book yeah that's not the goal of most authors well i'm reading this because it won the Hugo last year. Last year. Okay. Uh, this is a trilogy. Okay. The third book just came out, and we've ordered the three of these. Yep. I'm probably going to have to read the second one. Wow. I don't know why. Wow. So, going, a little going sizzle. Going all in. Okay. I watched Lion, which is oh. also based off of a book, which yes. is based off of a true story. Based off of real life, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, it's pretty good. Yeah. The, the first half is just about the little boy uh, being lost in yeah. India, and then the second half is after he gets adopted by Nicole Kidman and... Uh, David Wenham yeah. of Faramir, sure. of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and the second half, it kind of loses 
uh, focus okay. because he starts looking for his parents and it's kind of like a fever dream. For I a can while. never watch this. I movie. know. Yeah, the premise of this movie would just. Yeah. You, I never, you, as I'd a parent, never sleep you again. Stay away from that. Yeah. I mean, I just looked at my corgi mix and I was yeah. like, "What if Scooter was on a train? Yeah. He can't ask for help. No, he, he doesn't can't. speak the language. He certainly can't. No one would know his name. I agree. So it'd be rough. Uh, I watched the Johnny Depp movie Transcendence over the weekend. Wow. And you know what? Uh huh. It was bad. better than I thought. Oh wow. Okay. It went into it went in a totally different direction than what i expected and i was pleasantly surprised by it congrats get why people don't like it okay but i liked the odd turn it took so all right i'll give it some minor points there (laughs) (laughs) uh because he's he's kind of like not a good character he's like a villain it's well that's is the ambiguity of it is one of the things that makes it interesting yeah I think it's um, worth watching. It's, and what's, what's he like in the movie? Oh, <laughs> oh, zing. Hey, also book-ish related. Okay. Uh, me and my wife finally caught up on the new season of Game of Thrones. Okay, so yeah, sure. Four episodes definitely in. We got to watch related, yeah. yesterday's uh, episode soon. Oh. Because um, now we're, this is past the books. Yeah. So all you book readers, you ain't got nothing to hold over my head. Yeah. I read the first book. It was very depressing. Mm-hmm. I will never read any more of that series. Wow. So My brother likes him. Yeah, I mean, I get why people do like them, yeah. but I was just under like a dark cloud that entire 800-page read. Speaking of adaptations, you know this new Michael Keaton movie, Michael Keaton and Dylan... The American Assassin. Whatever his name is. Yeah, American Assassin. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, is based on a Vince Flynn novel. Oh. Uh, they like totally, it's right there. It's right here on my desk. I Bury the up. lead. I know. Yeah, so, I didn't know that at all. No. So it's, it's a page-to-screen How'd adaptation. How'd you figure that out? Uh, I can't remember. I think okay. I was just looking up Michael Keaton, as I do occasionally. Huh. So, you know Michael Keaton is yeah. best known for the uh, 1980s Terry Gar film, Mr. Mom, I think is what yeah. people, when they think of Michael Keaton, they yeah. probably think of that. So, yeah. uh, anyway, okay, that made me a little more interested now that I know that it's, a, it's an adaptation from a book. It yeah. makes me think, like, maybe there'll be a little more to it. I haven't read Vince Flynn, but he's on our book club list coming yeah. up. So, um, anyway, is that all you got for your bookmark? Is that all I got? I watched four I'm episodes just, of I'm Game sorry, of Thrones, Lion, no. Reda. The, the problem with the okay. book is I read like 70 pages over the course of like five days because yeah. I just wasn't getting into it. Oh, yeah. And then Been there. over the weekend, I'm like, I just, so then I read like another 70 pages just yeah. right there. Right. And it was better in that one sitting. Oh, I think definitely. it might just need that. I think yeah. it's just not a book I can just yeah. pick up. You got to go into a room, barricade the door. Yes. Ooh, but I'd have, uh, I have a reason to finish it now because I was at Barnes & Noble and I found... Uh, the hard to find uh, Darth Maul lockdown book. That's the one where Darth Maul is put in a inescapable prison. Uh oh! And so he has to escape. Look out! The Suicide Squad breaks him out, if I recall. No, is that right? Stop I'm it. pretty no. sure they no, do. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure they do. I actually think this is. Uh, it happens during the Darth Plagueis book as okay. well. Like Palpatine's like, go like those. do this for me. So pretty good. Now, now, now. All right. Um. So. I, I really want to finish uh, the fifth season so I can read yeah. that. Do you remember when uh, Force Awakens came out and all I could do was read Star Wars books? I do remember, like yeah. like eight Star Wars books in yeah. a row and I wasn't done. Yeah. You're on a roll. Yeah. Well, guess what? We what? got a Star Wars movie coming out this I know we do. Uh, a yeah. legit Star Wars movie. No, yeah. no knock on Rogue One. I enjoyed it. No. Nick didn't. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> Definitely didn't. Nick's a poopy pants. I didn't like it. Oh, I, I still need to read uh, Catalyst and uh, Rogue One, the novelization. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. I'll do that after lockdown. Sure. Nice. All right. Do you think lockdown is still canon? Uh, do you think Darth know. Maul doing a prison break episode is still canon? I need yeah, to know. I do. Let's check with Wentworth Miller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Me? My turn? I think so. Are you done? So, yes. You're gonna, okay. Oh, man. 
I, well, is this, I think we call this a filibuster, I think is what's happening right now. <laughs> I wanted to bring up, okay, because when I went to go buy sure. lockdown, yeah. I wanted to bring up, I almost went insane at Barnes & Noble buying this book. Okay. Because I, so I went into the, the DVD slash CD section, yeah. just to browse the CDs, just and I got asked if I needed out. any help. Oh. No, thank you. Okay. I went over to look at the new releases of books, uh, the young adult ones. Yeah. Somebody came up and asked me if I needed help. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, went up to see if they had day by day Armageddon. Uh-huh. They they didn't. I was Dude. right where I was right yeah. at the author. He's like, do you? I was like, do you need any help? I'm just looking for this. Guy goes off and looks on the computer and tells me he doesn't have it, yeah. which I can see. Right. So no no thing. So then I go look for an XCOM two novelization over in the novelization section. They don't have it. Mm-hmm. Guy asked me if I need any help. Same guy who asked me while I was looking for day by day. <sighs> he then asked if I like apocalypse like apocalypse Maybe fiction. Maybe he thought you seemed cool. He asked if I like apocalypse fiction. Maybe I said, he recognized you from all the books. <laughs> I was just looking for something like World War Z. Yeah. He asked if I like Stephen King. I say, sometimes. Yeah. He then walks me over to Joe Hill and explains to me the plot of Firemen. Okay. And if I wanted that. Uh-huh. So I, I leave. I get asked if I need help by two more people. The rest of, and Not only do they not have what I'm looking for, yeah. I don't need help in a book. It's just, yeah. it was very frustrating. And you felt that was necessary. <laughs> Topic. It just drove. To bring, okay. It drove me, and then I saw it like them. I don't know. I wish I could have just wore a sign like, "No, I don't need help," but they wouldn't have. They yeah, wouldn't. they would have been like, "Great shirt. Do you need any help?" <laughs> I don't. I guess it's not something to complain at. No, because like, not at all. You don't find that annoying. I do find it annoying. Yeah, five different people. I never people. want help. I know. I know. In a Barnes and Noble, but th- some people do, and some people are afraid to ask. Some yes. people won't seek help. Look, so, I, I guess this is. I see real, both sides. I guess is what I'm going to say. I guess this isn't a real issue. I, I see your point. I also see Trent from Barnes and Noble's point. So I'm <laughs> he guessing kinda he was, was a Trent. Trent. Okay. Um, All right. Can we also mention this oh isn't gosh. this is going to be real quick? Well, but um, oh, just oh, pure silence. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, a Dreams of Dragons. So that was the last Game of Thrones book. Okay. That was in 2011. Long time ago, the series, the HBO shows catch like surpassed the books and is going to be ending yeah. soon. Last book came out six, six years, years ago. ago. George R. R. Martin has published other books that aren't yeah. Game of Thrones. Maybe he's got writer's block. Maybe he doesn't know how to end it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know anything about the man other than he looks like a crusty sea captain. He sure does, who has like a uh, a Newfoundland dog <laughs> yeah, at home. Yeah, exactly. Keeps keeps exactly. A, keeps a, uh, a yeah. lighthouse burning yeah. every day. Yeah. Hey guy, why are you eating baked beans right out of the can? <laughs> Move along, sailor. Yeah. yeah, that's my George R. R. Martin. You think he read the six Game of Thrones book? Was like, this is terrible. What have <laughs> yeah. I? And threw it away. Yeah, threw I it in a did. fire. I think he did. No one can yeah. read this. Yeah, he's like you. He has a computer. <laughs> he has an older computer that has no internet connection. Oh, he's so, off the grid. Yeah. So if anybody, Johnny Depp in that movie still could have figured out a way. If anybody, yeah, would have a machine, yeah. that could get a copy <gasps> of Time, time Fox. Fox. Off a floppy disk. Oh my disc. gosh. Well, it's, it's not like he's writing. I'm sure he's got plenty of time <laughs> to print me off a copy yeah. of Time Fox. Yeah. And maybe break you off a piece of a KitKat bar. <laughs> was so stupid. <laughs> that was so stupid. All right. All right. Let hey, me one tell more you. Thing. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Here's okay. I finished all my Fly books right before the, the last time. So I haven't finished anything since last week, but here's okay. what I'm here's what I'm on. I'm currently reading Batman Black you didn't and finish White. Anything? 
No, because I hadn't started anything last time. <laughs> I finished it like that morning, so I had not even a graphic novel. Wow. No, so I'm reading Batman Black and White, which is a collection of I guess noir Batman stories by different authors. I thought you had started this. No, oh. I just had picked it up. Uh, some are bad. Some are right. good. Neil Gaiman had a really great one. That's the one where the Joker and Batman are talking like they're on it's a like show. It's like scenes. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really good. Yeah. I like that a lot. That There's a couple in... that have been really good, and a couple that have just been kind of like melodramatic. I don't know if it's in my copy, but there is a copy of uh, Neil Gaiman's Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader oh. that had a copy of that. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty funny because yeah. he's like, his Joker's mom doesn't really know what he does for a right. living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as a character in this. Yeah. 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 It was, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm liking that. It's a mixed bag, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm reading The Surgeon by Tess Gerritsen. Okay. Uh, Are there any, like, what's the most recent story in that Batman book? Oh, I don't know. Is it older? It seems to be older. Okay. I mean, it came out quite a while ago. All right. And The Surgeon. You're reading The Surgeon. The Surgeon, yep. It's the first Rizzolian Isles book. We're reading book two, because uh, that's the true start of the series right. for Paige Turner, so I'm going back and reading this one. And you've never read Rizzolian? No, I have. Oh. I, I picked, I've read a couple of the more recent ones. I just kind of picked it up. Uh, they're pretty standalone, so it didn't really matter. Okay. Um, but I figured I'd go back and start from the beginning so we could talk about it at the book club. Sure. Uh, book club is currently reading Nobody Knows by Mary Jane Clark, part of her Key News series. Mm. And the other book club, Contemporary Classics, is just finishing up Where'd You Go, Bernadette, and then we're moving on to Northanger Abbey Where'd by Jane know? Austen. Right. We're going to do a nice uh, classic uh, while we're doing History Week mm-hmm. here at the library. So that's coming up. I also picked up a little slim volume called On Tyranny, 20 Lessons from the 20th Century by Tim Snyder. It's been really good so far. It's uh, basically just, it's taking his 20 chapters and it's just taking a little look at history. And I think it's doing a really good job of just distilling and breaking down how subtle little things can really change society. So uh, I think, especially now, it's an interesting read and one that we should and will have in the collection. So I'm enjoying it so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think maybe it's just a good reminder that the purpose of this library, and hopefully all libraries, is for everybody to be able to come and have free access to information, um, to learning, you know, entertainment, whatever. It's just Mm -hmm. it's a free space for people to go, and that's everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, race, gender, religion, any of that doesn't matter. And the only thing I guess that we would that we would stop would be any kind of hate or violence or terror. There's just no place for any of that kind of thing here. And I think that uh, this book is just kind of, uh, I don't know, it puts that in a really good perspective about how little things can make a big difference in society. So it's mm-hmm. a powerful book. Right. And uh, I would recommend it. Right. Say, check it out. Well, this was real talk with Nick and Eric. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. All right, we'll go. We'll go back to being fun. It's just Next been weighing up. on my mind, and so yeah, jazz on jazz on jazz. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, let's look at uh, upcoming book news. I pulled a couple of large print because they're sneaking up on me. These are coming out in September. That's, that's kind of surprising. What? Because the print's so large. You I know. Yeah, you can see it from a mile away. <laughs> uh, Hello, Sunshine by Laura oh. Dave. Oh. From Laura Dave, author of the addictive, winning, and critically acclaimed bestseller 800 Grapes, comes a new novel about the secrets we keep even from ourselves. Sunshine McKenzie has it all until her secrets come to light. Yeah, you know, uh, it's hard to keep secrets when you talk in your sleep. Yeah, I, I heard the secret. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, also, In a Perfect World by Laura Kasich. 
In a perfect world, as a critically acclaimed writer, Laura Kasich's new novel of marriage, motherhood, and the choices we make when we have no choices left. Kasich, the author of The Life Before Her Eyes, tells the story of Giselle, a young flight attendant who's just settled into a fairy tale life with her new husband and stepchildren. Uh-oh. But as a mysterious Uh-oh. new illness spreads rapidly throughout the country, she begins to realize that her marriage, her stepchildren, and their perfect world are all in terrible danger. Yeah. To find out what danger, you're going to have to come back in September and look at the new large print section. They're probably in trouble of... Uh... Some big little lies. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, new from Ellen Hildebrand, book four in her mm. winter series. I've actually read the first in this series. Look out. Raise one last glass yeah. with the Quinn family at the Winter Street Inn. Mm. It's been too long since the entire Quinn family has been able to celebrate the holidays <laughs> under the same roof, but that's about to change. With Bart back safe and sound from Afghanistan, the Quinns are preparing for a holiday more joyous than any they've experienced in years. And Bart's safe return isn't the family's only good news. Bart. Kevin is enjoying a married life with Isabel. Patrick is getting back on his feet after paying his debt to society. Ooh. Ava thinks she's finally found the love of her life, and Kelly is thrilled to see his family reunion united at last but it just wouldn't be a quinn family gathering if things went smoothly that's true a cel- highly volatile. i know a celebration of everything we love and some of the things we endure family yeah. family yeah. am i right all right <laughs> about the holidays winter solstice is ellen hildebrand at her festive best okay here's the you you say yours first because mine's maybe a little bit more important of a question hmm. so you go first. mine is not related to this book at all so if you got a question about this book go for it uh, when's the last time you read a good character named Quinn? The TV show Sliders, starring Jerry O'Connell. Wow. So you're going to pick Sliders before Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? Yeah. Hmm. That is a tough call. That's a tough call. I, they weren't contemporary. She was doing the best with what she had. Is that Dr. Quinn. Song? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. She's just out there in the frontier, yeah. Yeah. woman doctor, yeah. no husband. Yeah. Maybe. Because he shows back up. But is it really him? Oh He's got God. the eye patch. It's hard to say. Yeah. What's she going to do with Sully? <laughs> their romance, <laughs> romance is just blossoming. Here we go, Dr. Quinn's dead husband. <laughs> maybe returning. We don't know if it's wow. him. And all the while, she has to practice medicine. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Because yeah. Jerry O'Connell's just sliding around with John Reese davies yeah. Dr. That's, Quinn. That's fun. Every Tuesday at 8, followed by <laughs> Star Trek Voyager. On PAX TV. <laughs> I did not expect Ridiculous. you to... I mean, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, Were you, you reading Dr. Quinn Medicine Women books as well as a no. kid? <laughs> no, none <laughs> of that. Real patron. I Writing them, certainly. Fan, yeah. 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 <laughs> Nick, you're making a great Why do you nurse. ask me? Do you, have a, do you have a Quinn that you like? No, I was, you just said it. I was like, just when's curious. the last good, like, okay. Quinn? Well, here's, here's a bit of a, a mystery, a bit of a riddle, if you will. <gasps> uh, on our advance notices, there's a little line that says, New legal thriller, John Grisham. October 24th, 2017. Yeah. All the other ones have titles and specifics. I can't find any mention about this book yeah. anywhere. So either they just were thinking Camino Island, uh huh, because that's the second one from this year. So, or there really is another one coming out and it's like going to sneak up on us, on us all. I don't mm. know what I just said. Sneak up on us all. So yeah, maybe there'll be it a says new Grish. new legal thriller on Barnes and Noble. October oh, does, 19th, does it 2017. Say it? So. Maybe something's a brewing. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's like maybe it's a Theodore Boone. Could uh, be. I have no idea. Ooh, hold on. Oh, you got something? What's you, little so, detective? This Barnes and Noble. Did the character Ghost Rider oh, from the PBS show? This mm-hmm. title will be available October twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. Okay. This is pretty good. Yeah. It, hold on now. Okay. It it's John Grisham. It's called the Rooster Bar. Yeah. 
we made friends with a paralegal. Yes, we did. Called Rooster. Rooster. Who, last time we saw him, was starting up his own firm. Yeah. I think we affected the time stream more than we know. Oh, my gosh. I think John Grisham's writing a book about... The ripples from that 100 episodes. We don't know when they're going to stop. No. We, don't, we touched a lot You're gonna of You're going to have to read this now. I will have to yeah. read it. Yeah, we might even be in it. Yeah. yeah. Clint McGavin might get a name. Yeah. True, it could be. So The Rooster could Bar be. is October 24th. By John the Rooster Bar. Okay, so you got a title. All right. Well, then there you go, folks. Mm. You heard it from the horse who's Eric's mouth. Eric, um, do so you need... the horse who's Eric? Who is oh, Eric? Who yeah. is Eric's mouth? Uh, Eric, uh, you look you look lost over there. You need any help? I look lost. Can I help you? Can I help you find something? No, thank you. Okay. Um, well, what about uh, Joe Hill? Are you a fan of Joe Hill? No, I've I've read a comic by him. Okay. Well, new from Joe Hill, ah. coming October twenty fourth. We have Strange Weather. Four short novels, mm. a collection of four chilling novels, ingeniously wrought gems of terror Ugh. from the brilliantly imaginative number one New York Times best. Really, strange storms, you could say. Strange weather. Strange he was weather. in. He he hit number one in the New York Times bestseller list. Joe Hill. Was it the fireman? Yeah. Like maybe. Wow. Maybe okay. Once. Well, I mean, unless he's lying here. Yeah. So the stories are, snapshot, uh, <laughs> you know a loft. Yeah. Rain uh-huh. and Loaded. Okay. These are the novellas collected within Strange Weather. You know what, so if you're a Joe Hill fan right. like Eric, yep. <laughs> they'll show you right where to go at Barnes & Noble. And we'll have it here late October. You know what causes uh, Strange Weather? Tell me. Strange Magic. Ooh, Strange Magic. <laughs> Boy, you're, you're sampling a lot of songs today. We've had The Romantics. We've had Secrets That You Keep, Talking in Your oh, Sleep. Oh, okay. That's, that's the Romantics. romantics yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had right there, ELO. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway. That's well, all I, that's all I got. Woman. That's all I got. So let's talk uh, New York Times bestsellers. Okay. So this week on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover young adult fiction, this is the fiction for all the cool young adults, all the cool teens, and we're cool because hey, we're talking Daddy-o. about it. Hey, Daddy-O. I need the latest young adult fiction. Yeah. Like Nowsville. Yeah. Chillax. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming at you yeah. at a groovy speed. Yeah. Do kids still talk like that? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. They have to. They do have If to. they want to be cool. Yeah. Uh, so number 10, three weeks on the list, we just ordered our copy, The Last Magician by Ooh. Lisa Maxwell. We've talked about this. We don't yes. know if it's anybody from The Cursed Child. We don't. Might uh, be. Yeah. We don't know if it's... Um, Certainly might be. A street magician, maybe. He's the last cool. street magician. All the street magicians have been arrested yeah, I like or the uh, killed. I like and he's the, the last street magician. Could and he's be. coming up... He's he's starting a street magician rebellion. Yeah. And he's going to take down this uh, this empire yeah with street magic i think we have to assume that everything you're saying is exactly true <laughs> so number nine lady midnight i can't stand this it's still here by cassandra clare lady midnight yeah has it got any checkouts one let me or is, two is that true yeah why don't you check out i will yeah. check let's let's really pull back the curtain here uh this is where it ends by merrick Merrick. All right. Added to the collection March 21st, 2016. Okay. In that time, we've had... Two checkouts. One. Oh, my word. One checkout. This has been on the New York Times bestsellers list for 54 weeks. Here's weird. We live on an island. Bath. The Bath Library. We don't need to talk about it. If I might be so bold. Yes. Have had it for a shorter amount of time. Uh Uh-huh. 13 checkouts. Cool. Listen. So... I don't know why why you're doing this on air. I'm just curious. Yeah. It, yeah. But you know what? If you're wondering how little business we actually do. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. It's weird. New uh, this actually, week. Actually, most of them are right around us, though. It's like a five and under. For I think it's them, the so. size. It's massive. Yeah. 
I've said it before. Those are confusing series. Yes. Unless you're I don't like know in if it's it connected to, win it. to the city. Of I don't Bones. either. So people have asked me about those before, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know. All right. Number eight. This yep. is, oh, I already said this is where. Number seven. Okay. Solo by Kwame Alexander uh-huh. and Mary Rand Hess. The difficult life of a 17 year old rock star who goes on a journey to Ghana, told mm-hmm. in poetic verse. Okay. Uh, Kwame Alexander wrote uh, Crossover. Okay. And. Oh, geez. Yeah, I remember those. The soccer one. Yeah. And they're also in verse. I can't remember what it's called. So we have our copy here. Uh, number six, Crazy House by Gabrielle Chabonet. Oh, and it looks like Crazy uh, House. Chabonet has a uh, co-writer, uh, James uh, Mr. Patterson? James Patterson. Oh, no. Yep. I was just kidding. We got our copy of that as well. Oh, and we also no. got our copy of this. Number five, new this week, Miles Morales, Spider-Man by Jason Reynolds. The soccer one is called Booked. Yes. By Kwame Alexander. Yes, yes this Miles Morales thing, I, as listeners may recall, I tried to read this book when we got a advanced, uh-huh. uh, and it was just so dull. It was yeah. just so, so dull. Yeah. But it might might have some interest. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it's to see. It's a good time. Um, Let me ask you one more question, though. Yeah. Did kids like this Spider-Man movie? I haven't really heard much about that. It doesn't really seem like it's this... doing much for kids. So Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. has now made more money than either of the Andrew Garfield movies domestically. Yeah, I and mean, I've had a lemonade stand made more than those. It's now the second highest grossing Spider-Man movie in mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is that... Behind Spider-Man 3, right? Yes. Part of that is because when it came out this summer, there there was then no other real big, like, family-friendly yeah. movies to go to, unless you count Valerian. And I wouldn't take my kid to Valerian because mm-hmm. I would hopefully love my kids and right. want them to see yeah. good movies. No, you don't want that at all. Um, so I think that's played a big role. So I think lots of kids have been going to it. Okay. I just, all I right. think you and I just don't travel the same Twitter feeds or Reddits or As I don't know. children? Where. No, I don't Snap, think so either. Snapchats. I just thought I maybe know. you'd heard. It no, doesn't seem uh, like our Spider-Man stuff has increased in popularity since that movie came out. That's weird because I went to go check out Spider-Man Birth of Venom <laughs> and Spider-Man <laughs> Maximum Carnage. All right, neither one were... You're talking about adults. I'm, I'm talking about kids <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Miles Morales is going to be interesting because I don't know how many people are totally aware that he is also Spider-Man. Right. Uh, especially certain kids. Um, He's been in... He And he was only referenced in the movie slightly. Right. Because a character says he has a nephew and it's like his uncle yeah. is a character in the comics yeah. as well. So we'll he, see. I, I feel like he's been on a couple of shows. Yeah. Number four, Once and for All by Sarah Dessen. Number mm-hmm. three, Lord of Shadows by Cassandra Clare. Uh, now, you you had an internship with yeah. Lord of Shadows. I did, yeah. I sure How did, did that go? It was only like two weeks. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. You know, it was just a lot more like I had to commit myself uh-huh. forever. Yeah. You know, I had okay. to like swear a blood oath. And yeah, it was so just, I was like, I'm not even getting paid for this. Yeah. And like, it looks great on a resume, yeah. but like, yeah. eternal damnation. Yeah, I sure. just, you know. Not for me. Yeah. Nick Gunning, Intern of Shadows. Yeah. Number two, One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Uh-oh. I ordered this. Uh, I thought I had, but we is didn't it, have it. Is so it's it on me? its way. This is for five is students. Is it me? A detour in detention ends in murder. You know what's murder? Telling your parents you got detention. <laughs> uh, number one, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Uh, so this is a 16-year-old girl who sees a police officer kill her friend. Uh, ours is always checked out. This has been here for yes. 23 weeks, and apparently it's on its 16th printing. It's pretty good. So I just ordered us two more copies of this. Yeah, good thinking. Thank you. Uh, you know what else I've been thinking? What? What if... This isn't going to be good. No, what if... I'm telling you right now, What if there were popsicles? Okay. Okay. I love popsicles, so sure. But the popsicles... Oh, jeez. 
uh-huh. or also don't. <laughs> I can't come up with a good popsicle idea. I guess so it's many. already been done. Okay, I can't think of anything. All right, you come up with a good popsicle idea at the end of this. I'm not list. the one on trial here. Okay, wait, they're popsicles, but they're also drumsticks. Like not ice cream drum. They're drumsticks you can that when you hit against something That's they make so sounds. Stupid. That's the wrapper, so the wrapper of the popsicle. You sound like an idiot. No, it's a freezy pop. <laughs> Just stop no, it. Hold on. The freezy pop wrapper, when you bang it against the surface, it makes a drum sound. I guess I did Aggie on a little bit. I should take some credit. You don't for think this. freeze pop drumsticks? No, I think that's literally the stupidest thing I've ever I'm heard. I'm about to become a billionaire, and you don't want to get on the ground floor of this? I don't. I am not going to remember you at I, the top. <laughs> wow. If I do, it's to put a hit out oh on my you gosh. as the one person who doubted me. Oh, my gosh. Listeners, I'm, uh, I'm seeking crowdfunding that money is for serious. my Freeze Pop drumstick copy patent. Nobody wants that. Freeze Pop's drumsticks copy patent. Move on. Okay. Move along. <laughs> New York Times bestsellers list for the hardcover adult fiction. Here we go. Oh, this is very adult. These are my people. Yeah, don't let kids read this. Mm-mm. Mainly because they'll be interested in murder games no. by James Patterson and Howard Ruffin. Oh, but yeah. also you could give them Hunger Games if they were really into murder games. That's true. So, uh, number nine is yeah. new this week. Uh, oh, I think we've talked about this. Okay. Crime Scene by Jonathan Kellerman and Jesse Kellerman. Oh, yes. Jesse Kellerman is daughter? Yeah, we had to figure that out. Okay. Yep. Um, and we did. And you just read a Kellerman book? No, no. you read something else. Oof. Flamingo Islin. Flamingo. Did you, say, did you say Island? Yeah. A lot of people what? say that. No one says that. That's oh, insane. Well, uh, That Flamingo book was not by Jonathan Kellerman. Okay. Number eight new this week, Mrs. Fletcher by Tom Perota. <gasps> Angela Lansbury's Mrs. Fletcher? I don't think You're so. You're not sure, though. A divorced you woman... You can't say for sure, a though. Divorce, okay. A divorced woman has a yeah. sexual awakening oh, in the hello. digital age. Look out. So is this Angela Lansbury? very well could be. Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. 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 That's it? That's all you got? I No, I'm at number seven. I just okay. wanted to know if you thought Murder, She Wrote could go this direction. I definitely do. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Is, is this also part of your fan fiction universe? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, number I can't seven, take credit for that. A Gentleman to Moscow by Amor Tolls. Yep. Uh, number six, Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Been staying strong for 14 weeks. Doing good. Number five, Paradise Valley by C.J. Box. Take me down to a paradise valley. I'm surprised you know that song. Yeah, I know things. Do you know who it's by? I'm so No, kidding. I don't. Who is it? It's Guns N' Roses. Okay. Uh, number four, sense. House of Spies by Daniel Silva. Yep. We've talked about that. You did it. Uh, Number three. So this has been here for two weeks now. Okay. The Lion Game by Ruth Ware, who, again, you mentioned. Yeah. Agatha Christie of our times. uh, Agatha Christie of our times. My wife was very angry. She was. I know. She said, shut your mouth. Yeah, she sure did. Um, Yeah. You know the cover of this? And the font, we've talked about this, how it kind it's reminiscent of Girl on the Train, but something more about the cover makes it look like young adults. Lion Game. You mean Woman in Cabin 10. Yeah. Yeah. I say? You said Girl on the Train. Oh. Uh, you're right. This looks like the, the, wom- uh, so the woman in Kevin Tan. Uh-huh. This cover, like the art style and then the font of the Ruth Ware name and everything, it looks like it would be a young adult book. It yeah. looks like a young adult dystopian I book get or that. something. I see that. So... 
Number two, Camino Island by John Grisham. And number one, The Late Show by Michael Connelly. Mm, I picked now, that up, yeah. and it was so boring. Were you, did you pick it up because you were hoping it had something to do with uh, Letterman? Letterman? Absolutely, yeah. He's not in it at all, They though. don't even mention him. But they just announced that Letterman's going to have a, a little talk show on Netflix. Yeah, cool. So I might have to get Netflix now. Y- yeah, you have to get the internet. <laughs> no, they'll send me the discs. I'll ask them. You're going to get the disc of this <laughs> I, of weekly the new let- show. Of the weekly Letterman show, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just so, move it along. Yeah. You just got to ask uh, George R.R. R. Martin how he does it. Yeah. So. I will. By not writing Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah, novels. He devotes yeah. all his time to, to not, writing other not novels. Writing those. Yeah. All right. He, is that it? Is that it for the not, New York Times bestseller yeah, list? Yeah. Go on. Were you going to say need. something dark about George R.R. R. Martin? I'm just. He's not a young guy. He's not. And not he still in great has shape, one more being book honest. after this. Is that true? Yes. Two more? Yeah, oh, boy. five books out, he has seven books planned. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, you might want to call your agent. No kidding. I don't think Sanderson would... I don't know how much he... I never hear Sanderson talk about Game of Thrones. No. I don't know who would take it over either. I don't either. That'd HBO. be rough. <laughs> but I mean, it does feel like we're coming up to a Wheel of Time situation yeah. here. But what do you do, too, after the show yeah. ruin, like does the ending? You be almost have to do a completely different ending. To yeah. It's a weird thing. It is weird. What it is weird. World. I know. What a strange world HBO is right. I know. What well, a timeline world. All this talk about fantasy novels is a perfect transition sure into is. our talk on the Hugo Awards. The Hugo Awards. The Hugo These Awards. These are Nick's favorite awards. He has been reading through the list, uh, the best novels for a while now, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that's you. That's, that's you. I am interested in the Hugo Awards, and I will say that Hugo Awards, I tend to take a little bit more seriously than other awards, because... Such as? Well... Like we talked about with some of the earlier things, like the Pulitzer, for example, yes. seems like it's really like, it's not necessarily that it's timeless and amazing so right. much as like timely yes. and important. Yeah. So I think a lot of awards like that mm-hmm. recognize something specific, but I don't think it always means this is going to have mass appeal. Right. And I think usually it's the opposite. Yes. Where you have something like the Hugo, which is fan-driven, yes. the whole purpose is like, what is the best in this genre? And the judges are people who love that genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's something that I voted one. Year. It's a yeah. pretty good. It's a pretty good mark of uh, assurance that it's at the very least yeah. appealing to a, a group that likes that genre. Yeah, and I don't think you can say that for a lot yes. of other awards. So, in my opinion, yep, it's a little snooty. Okay, lately, oh, the no. past like ten years. Oh been, no, <laughs> past ten years has been a little snooty. Okay, uh, but it also that also just means that's. You know, the winners, that's what the majority is enjoying right now. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of stuff. And it's not like, oh, I don't want this, like, kind of heady, poetic fantasy novel. I prefer to read, like, a big action-packed space opera. Well, we have millions of those. We do. We have plenty. We have decades and decades of those books. So it's not like those are no longer available to us. And plenty have won the Hugo Awards. Yeah. So I think it's just a sign of the times. Well, before we dig into the Hugo Awards, mm-hmm. let me tell you a little bit about the Hugo Awards from the, after... from the horse's mouth. You can find all this information at HugoAwards.org, but I will tell you the Hugo Awards were presented annually since 1955, yeah. their science fiction's most prestigious award. The Hugo Awards are voted on by members of the World Science Fiction Convention, which <laughs> is also responsible for administering them. And they actually have legal rights to Jupiter. Do they? <laughs> Jupiter Ascending? 
Oh, geez. They can have them. <laughs> the Hugo Awards are trademarked by the World Science Fiction Society, an unincorporated literary society which sponsors the annual World Science Fiction Convention and the Hugo Awards. WSFS is really just a framework for the individual world cons. It has no officers and no permanent organizations mm-hmm. other than the Mark Protection Committee, which is responsible for registering and defending WSFS's trademarks and its marketing subcommittee, which runs this website that was so boring. Yeah. That but we're, so legally, we're legally protected now. <laughs> yeah. So. Now, now we've said all now, about it. Now the fun starts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's break in. All right. So now, Eric, uh-huh. you've been going through, just sort of slowly over the years, yes. reading some of the past... Best novels. Best novels. Yes. And have you found that to be a good experience? Do you, yeah. do you typically like them? Yes. There's only... Every now and then I'm like, oh, boy, this is, this is rough. Um because there's there's the Philip K. Dick Award, there's the Nebula Award, and there's the Hugo Award. Um, but like you said, the Hugo one is considered like the the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of classics here. What happens is when you have like multiple awards like those three, just doing the same genre, you end up getting lots of uh, like they all vote the best right. of the year. Right. So Ender's Game and uh, Neuromancer, you know, they win both Nebula and Hugo Award and stuff. But, yeah, I find that they have been really good. Starship Troopers was great. Forever War was great. Ender's Game, Hyperion. I mean, I could go on. All right. Star Tide Rising, I could go on. But mostly you like them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have, like I said, I only found a few that are a little, a little dull. But it's, it's good because it's, it would be harder to go back. Like, if you were just starting out and you didn't have this kind of direction, you're like, I want to read some, like, classic 70s science fiction like where would you start you know and i feel like if you started just picking stuff up and it was bad you might that might kill it okay so at least with this you have an idea of like this is considered the best in these Mm errors, and then you can even take that and go places with it like oh i like this author so i'll take a break from the list and go read more of his stuff or maybe i like stuff that was going on this year so i'll read some of the nominations okay so Let's okay. So let's let's go through and let's save best novel for last. So let's oh, let's start towards to the, the bottom, bottom of, the list, of the list. Start with best dramatic presentation, short form. You don't want so, to talk about fan cast? We weren't even nominated. No, we weren't. Okay. Uh, so short form can be. It's kind of a loose category. It seems like most often for best it is dramatic, best dramatic presentation, yeah. short form. It's like because I see we have an album on here. We have some TV episodes. Uh, have you oh, seen do. any of these things? I know my wife watched The Return of Dr. Mysterio, the Doctor Who episode. Yes. I haven't seen Wait, it. Wait, Dr. Mysterio from wrestling? No, that's Ray Mysterio. Oh, he's not a doctor yet. No, he's not. He's okay. still working his Four way. Four more years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Normally, I think it's generally uh, TV shows. Yeah. Um, when it's on, Star Trek used to own Sweep this. it? Yeah. He used yeah. to have everything here. The uh, City on the Edge of Forever. Yes. One. Yes. Um but yeah, uh, I think sometimes people nominating forget certain things can be in here, like albums. Yeah, uh, are very much something that can be on this album. I mean, be on in this category. So mm-hmm. it's "Splendor and Misery" by Clipping. I'm not familiar with this, but maybe I'll check it out mm-hmm. now that I see it. Uh, you have "Game of Thrones: The Door." That was a pretty sad episode. Uh, "Game of Thrones: Battle of the Bastards." That was okay, but its battle was actually a lesser battle than mm-hmm. some of the previous ones. Uh, the the big one on the wall that okay. was intense you didn't even no i don't know anything about it that that was like a primo year for tv yeah uh all right the expanse by leviathan wake uh not by uh leviathan wake so i think that must be the pilot episode okay. all right i think but i could be wrong 
Um, but that's the show. We have the first. We just yep. got the second season. Yep. Now I, you've read these books. I've read the first two books. First two books. Yes. Yep. I haven't read them yet. So the TV series apparently getting high marks here from the Hugo Awards because the Expanse Leviathan Wakes won this category. Yeah. I've so only, congratulations. I've watched, I did watch the pilot, but it's tricky because I don't know. Um. You know, I don't know how, where it might start ruining stuff. For yeah, me. I know that so is I'm, hard. I watched the pilot, and actually, a character who doesn't show up until the second book is already there. Oh, okay. So interesting. Uh, no, so Leviathan Wakes is episode ten of oh, the first okay. season. All right, so I haven't watched it, so I wonder what that is. You got to dig in. What happens in there? Best dramatic presentation, long form. This was an easy guess, but I did call it in our you last did call episode. It. So let's I did, we'll save it. I did let's think talk it would about go the to others. Someone else. So Stranger Things, the whole season. Yeah. I wonder why they can do that as opposed to just an episode. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe because it was released all at once? Could be. Yeah. That's, or maybe because you can do it if it's complete? By the, I'm not sure. But yeah. anyways, the first season of Stranger Things, which is only eight episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. Rogue One, uh, which I don't think ever had a chance. No, I don't It's Star either. Wars, so it I has to be either. nominated. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters was never going to win. No. Deadpool, no way. Mm-hmm. Was that going to win? Uh, so you had Hidden Figures and Arrival. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was kind of strange Hidden Figures is there, but, I mean, it's in the it's in the field. You get it. Well, Apollo 13 was, right, at the time? Oh, maybe it was, yeah. I Yeah, I still, I mean, it seems like it's... But yes, if you're going pure off of what science fiction, it's no surprise that Arrival won. Yep, Arrival, so. screenplay by Eric Heiserer, based on a short story by Ted Chiang. That was a, that was a date night for you. It was. Yeah. No, it wasn't really. We went with, like... My wife's oh. sisters and everything. Oh, I, didn't, yeah, I thought it was just you thing. and your wife. No. Oh, sorry. No, but I did love that movie. <laughs> Let me tell you, we were very impressed with that movie. I want to yeah. see it again. I've only yeah. seen it the one time in theaters. Did you ever see Contact? Did, did you like it? I did, but it was a depressing time okay. in the world. No, as I was Contact with Jodie Foster I have not seen. Uh, it's it's not dissimilar okay. from Arrival. All They're right. trying to figure out how to make contact. I see. And it's the same kind of like, how do you make contact with an alien being like this? Yeah. So, but you enjoyed it. I you would have given yep. it to Arrival yep. here, too. Congratulations, yes. Arrival. I still need to watch. Did you watch it in figures? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen Stranger Things, either, and I really want to see that. Yeah, I don't know if the first season is available yet. Uh, best graphic story. So, yeah. graphic novels. Here's our wheelhouse. A little, little fun fact about Nick and myself. Yeah. Uh, we have never read a graphic novel story, so no. we have to use this, this list. This is totally new. To, uh, this to is figure out to what us. to read. Actually, we have read some stuff, and I think you even read... I read a couple of these. Yeah. All right, so here are the ones that I've read that were nominated. Black Panther Volume 1, A Nation Under Our Feet. Right, you read that, I did Coates. I was a little underwhelmed by it. I thought it was uneven. Is, conceptually, is it interesting? Well, yes, but it, uh, it was one of those situations where there was there were mystical elements, mm-hmm. and I felt like they played them, they played them up too much to not mm. like dive into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I either wanted them to just save it until you're ready to deal with it mm-hmm. or dive in. So right. I thought it was a little uneven there. But, okay. you know, everybody else likes it. Sure. Paper Girls Volume 1 by Brian K. Vaughn. I, we both like I know. I loved that. I read the first two, and I think the third one we don't have yet. It just came out. Yeah, but it's out. So those are the only two I've read. The others on the list, Ms. Marvel Volume 5, super Which, famous. I only read the first volume recently, but my wife still really likes the series, so okay. she's read this one. Saga Volume 6. Uh, I might have read that. I, I can't remember. I think I'm there. So I think that was the last one I read. And it okay. was pretty good. All right. The Vision, Volume 1, Little mm-hmm. Worse Than a Man. Yeah. And our winner, mm-hmm. Monstrous, Volume 1, seen Awakening, everywhere. written Monstrous. by Marjorie Liu. She, I've seen it, too. She writes young adult books. She writes the legendary yeah. series yeah. and uh, the new one, The Young Elites. Yeah. So, But yeah, I have. We, we should probably get this, then. We should. Because Absolutely. 
it does keep showing up on like do you like this you'll probably like monsters i thought that was ya though the graphic novel yeah oh maybe it is i think it is we should just order a copy and see what it's about we should um yeah this this list has been kind of samey yeah uh, well i guess not saga and ms marvel have been here like every year since they've been out um brian k vaughn is no stranger to this list either so he mm-hmm. he's he's often picked uh he's on here twice good for you brian saga and uh Paper Something girls. else, Paper Girls. So That's best right. related work. I don't know what that means. Um, so this is another place that you could technically have like an album. Or oh, okay. So this this is uh, something more about the genre. Okay. Um, related to science fiction and fantasy, but not necessarily sci-fi <laughs> and fantasy. So you see here, you got the Geek Feminist Revolution. You got the Princess Diarist by Carrie Fisher. Oh yeah. Travelers of the World. I've loved her other books. I haven't read that yet though. Um, the View from the Cheap Seats by Neil Gaiman. The woman, uh, the women of Harry Potter, uh, oh, the women of Harry Potter post, and the winner, which is "Words Are My Matter: Writings About Life and Books," 2000-2016 by Ursula K. Le Guin, who wrote the Earthsea novels and many other uh, Hugo-winning novels as well. So, uh, and a lot of uh, kids' books as well. So yeah, right. I think this is how they get the things they like that are about it, but they can't give best novel. Okay, all right. So short stories. So I only ever did these like shorter stuff that one year mm-hmm. when I voted, cause I got, you get all of them in a digital package. Mm-hmm. So the city born great by NJ Jemison and K Jemison. Yeah. And K I said, NJ, you did uh, a fist of permanations in lightning and wildflowers by mm-hmm. Alyssa Wong. Our talons can crush galaxies by Brooke Bolander. Did I say that? Bolander. That sounds right. Bolander. Yeah. Uh, the game we played during the night by Carrie Vaughn. And An Unimaginable Light by John C. Wright. But the winner was none of those. The winner was Seasons of Glass and Iron by Amal El-Motar. Uh, I've actually read this. And Seriously? I, yeah, and I thought it was great. How did you I read this? I was really impressed by it. Uh, most of these are available online. Uh, that one, so I when, can't remember when where. When you saw it, it Tor.com. you just checked it out? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And you really liked it? I did, yeah. I, I haven't read any other ones, but I, this I was very impressed by. I don't want to... It's an it's an allegory okay. for something else, and I don't want to give away the what. The short stories usually because, are. Yeah, because it comes around in the end. But I thought it was very... I don't know. It was very well written. It was mm-hmm. it was short. It had two characters, yeah. sort of alternated perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really worked. I was impressed by it, and it made me want to check out more by this author. All right. Um I'm terrible at reading short stories. Are you? Like, I just don't. There's just I so don't many like good short ones. story collections, but to just, you know, pick yeah. up one. Cool. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad you, pretty good. you read it then. Yeah, most of these, again, you can find these all at the website, which is uh, hugoawards.org, and then it'll, it'll tell you where they're originally at. Yeah, most uh, publishers will put, like Tor, like you said, yeah. will put theirs up there for you to read. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I guess they must collect them. At like some to, point, yeah, they, they must go somewhere. Yep. All right. Do you want to read the novelettes? Sure. These would be, I guess, another way you could say best novelette is best, best bookshot. bookshot. Yeah, yeah, I think you would. These are sci-fi bookshots, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. <gasps> Hold on. See, a lot of these are also coming. Oh, I see. One is self-published. Interesting. Interesting. How would you? How would you like it if it was called Space Shots? It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we can't read the first one because it's by. Uh, Sticks Hiscock, and he's pretty notorious online for the. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for his type of book. He writes a very I, specific I type of book. I don't think I, I'll just tell you that it, it it's called Alien Stripper, 
and then there's more to it that I that won't read. later includes a T-Rex. It does. <laughs> uh, the Art of Space Travel by Nina Allen. Nice. Oh, I thought you could do the next one. Sorry. Oh, The Jewel and Her... Oh, you son of a... <laughs> and Her Lepidari. All right. Touring <laughs> by with, Fran Wilde. Touring with the Alien by Carolyn Ives Gilman. You'll surely drown here if you stay. By my mother. I want to swim, Mom. Really? No, by Alyssa Wong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. And the winner, Nick... Uh, oh, I, if I had one of those freezy pops, I could do I'm a drum roll right now. The Tomato Thief by Ursula Vernon. Yeah. You know what? I know this is like supposed to be speculative fiction. Yeah. But this is a real problem. I've been trying to grow tomatoes for 10 years. Have wow. And I have been hunted by the same tomato thief. He's my wow. hamburglar, if you will. Uh, that originally <laughs> appeared in Apex Magazine. Often these are available online, so you probably can check yes. it out if you Google That's it. That's another thing. I wish I, wish I had like the ability. Analog. Or uh, the uh, oh, like the Asimov sci- magazine, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sci-fi magazine, because that's where a lot of the I'll short stories get from. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, best novella. These would be uh, Bookshop Collection. Yeah, Bookshop <laughs> Plus. Yeah. Bookshop Plus. <laughs> the Census Taker by China Myville. A Taste of Honey by Kay Ashend Wilson. Penrick and the Shaman by Lois McMaster Bujold, who's won many a Hugo Award. Yes. The Dream Quest. Oh, of Elite Bow. Bowie? Whatever. Bowie by uh, Kish Johnson. The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Laval. Do you think that's the same X-Men character named Black Tom who I usually has absolutely uh, don't. wood-related powers? I don't think like, so. Like, I'll grow this tree, X-Men. No, that seems not. He hangs out with the Juggernaut. You I know who I'm so. talking about. I know who the Juggernaut is. He's he's the brother of uh, Banshee. Okay, sure. Sean Cassidy. Banshee's brother. Black Tom Cassidy. The brother of Sean Cassidy is David Cassidy of the Partridge family. <laughs> and I don't think he has any powers like that. Oh, I have to show you a song because it sounds like the Partridge family. Okay. Anyway, uh, the winner, Every Heart a Doorway by Sheenan McGuire. Okay. And here it is, the one we've all yeah. been waiting for. Yeah. Best Novel, the 2017 <gasps> Hugo Award winning Best Novel. Yeah. Here are some of its competitors. Can we get a freezy pop drum roll, please? Yes. <laughs> too Like the Lightning by Ada Palmer. You just too like it. Nine Fox Gambit by Yoon Ha Lee. Death's End by Sixin Liu. So Death's End uh-huh. is book three. Oh. And this is the first book won the Hugo Award okay. a few years back, and that's the three-body problem, okay. which you also have just ordered. Yeah, I have, trilogy yes. Uh, it Closed in Common Orbit by yeah. Becky Chambers. All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jane Anders. Yeah. And the winner... <sighs> Go ahead. Okay. The Obelisk Gate by N.K. Jemison. This is book two. Book two. Yes, of you the know, series. So when I finished the fifth season, by my own law of Hugo winner reading, I have to read this one. That's even though law. I was like, oh, I'll just be done with this. Yeah. I go. No, you had something to. to say. Go ahead. Oh no! It's just when we when we were talking about this last time when we were talking about the uh, nominees, we were debating whether or not sequels and like middle entries in series really mm-hmm. stood a chance at winning, and it mm-hmm. seems like Sometimes it doesn't matter. Do. Yeah. You know, it seems I, like that is not. I a, don't like it when they do. I prefer giving the. I would prefer going to like if it is a series and a book one. Yeah, because it's like a new thing. I don't. I don't really care for books past the first series okay. but i mean some of the better ones are so, like it seems to me like they they don't really have much in here i know i know like the wheel of time for example right. was nominated or won the book never 
No books were ever. The full series, the full was, series was nominated, nominated and didn't win. No. Didn't win. It lost it to Ancillary like, Justice. It seems like there should be some category for series. You know, completed series. If a series completes in that year, then the, then mm-hmm. it can go up for it. And they don't really do that. Well, yeah, that's, I think that would be interesting. That's that's the rule. If the series is completed and no other book in that series was nominated, right? But it seems like there should just be a series category. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, but I guess then you have. It's kind of like what we have to do here at the library. What's yeah. a series versus a trilogy? Yeah, that's true. Because we. Like in our children's section, if a book's a trilogy, we just keep it together. Yeah. But if a book starts going like past five books, we're yeah. like, okay, this is a series. Yeah. And we put it in a different section. Yeah. But some like some sci-fi writers, they just like, oh, yeah, this is the universe I write in now. Yeah. Like David Brandon Weber, Sanderson's, uh, his, his Mistborn books, mm-hmm. it was a trilogy. Then he wrote a standalone, and now there's a new trilogy. Oh, okay. So it's just kind of... Yeah, well, David Weber has his whole Honor Harrington yeah. honor verse, you know, which is all over the place. So. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, again, I'm not familiar with, and uh, I'm only just reading N.K. Jemison now. So, and I need to read the Three Body Problem as well by Ken Lau. Uh, I'm sorry, it's translated by Ken Lau. It's by Sinzin Liu. Sinzin Lau. I guess we, I, it's weird. I pronounce the same spelling name differently a second time. Yeah. <laughs> we were discussing this before we started recording, but uh, it's it's worth mentioning. This is 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 this the highest ever uh percentage of female authors winning? Uh it it has it to sure be. It sure seems like yeah, it. Yeah, uh, articles were talking about how they swept this year. Yes, this as you you might not have picked up uh just by my bad pronunciations. Basically, uh all the uh it all the book like, awards. Yeah, the writing winners. All the writing yeah, winners, yeah. Uh, at least from you know, uh, graphics to short stories and up. Um, those are all those are all female writers. So yeah, and some of the ones we didn't even mention: best editor, long form, best professional artist. I mean, yeah. many, many, majority. I have yeah. a vast majority. I feel bad now for saying the snooty thing because I don't. I I say snooty. I think it's just they're different books than what I normally prefer what what in is this genre i said the past couple of years oh, oh it, it's I gotten a lot of a little so bit snootier okay so you're just saying it's like a personal preference thing yes but i mean it is it is good um like there's still good books if i because the wine of girl probably when you read about it you're like oh this sounds a little snooty mm-hmm. uh but it's not i think they're people just taking conventions more and playing around with them. okay um so yeah. Well, as Eric said, a lot of these have already been ordered if we didn't have them already. Uh, certainly the winners will mm-hmm. be around, so you can take a look for them here. And as always, if we don't have it in our collection, one of our pals in Southern Theory Library System will have it, and we'll get it for you. Uh, so if you're interested in any or all of these, let us know, and yeah. we will get them into your uh, greedy little I hands. I should say, yes. the first book, uh, the fifth season. Okay. It's it's good. Je- is this Jemison we're talking yeah. about? N.K. Jemison? I just don't. I'm just not loving it. But okay. if... If you're looking for like new fantasy, it's it's still probably worth recommending. Okay. Kind of, it's kind of like ancillary justice. Like I didn't really understand it, um, so I didn't like it. But that one, and now we have that trilogy, and it cool. seems to be popular. Ancillary justice, ancillary sword. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So, All right. Closing shop on the Hugos yeah. then. Just because I don't get it doesn't mean it's snooty. Yeah. So I'm kind of. I agree with this. Whoa. Stuff. Real truth. Yeah. All right. So, well, it's our, we're kind of at our end of summer, so everything's winding down. Our last Tuesdays on the Terrace uh, is happening on the 15th. So, BBQ? if you're listening to this before, come for the barbecue bandits. They'll be here serving lunch on the Terrace. Stay for the barbecue books. As, exactly. Our, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Thursday, the 17th, is our tea party. Ah, yes. Our fancy Nancy tea party. Right. That you, is 
uh, reservation only. It so is. there's only a few slots left. So if you are looking to do it, uh, call us here at the David A. Hale Public Library and we'll sign you up or at least put you on the waiting list if there is no more space. Absolutely. And that's, and that's catered by the Duke House. Yes. So they're going to do a great job popular. for us. Yes. Uh, following that at 2.30, the, the tea party's a, a Paris theme. Yeah. So we're going to be showing uh, the Pixar film Ratatouille okay. at 2.30, which I've yeah. never seen. I thought we were going to show... Uh, uh, Meg Ryan's French Kiss. Oh, Kevin so, Klein. Kevin yeah, Klein, we Meg should. Ryan, French Kiss. We Matthew should. Broderick's right. not in that. Yeah, I think he is. Okay, Isn't he, is. he your husband? Maybe he is. I, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't put money on that. Uh, Saturday the 19th at 3.30. <laughs> our, <laughs> our Saturday family matinee is Lilo and Stitch, and that is at 3.30. Mm-hmm. I mentioned book clubs already. You can always join us for those. Uh, We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up in the coming months. Our first concert of the year. August 31st, boom. Marzin and Stax, very talented duo of guys, play a million instruments. It's going to be a really uh, interesting show. I always love uh-huh. it when like they're swapping instruments all the time. Yeah. You know, you ever see a see a I saw this one band once where they just kind of like kept passing the instruments around uh-huh. in a circle. Was it so stomp? interesting? It wasn't stomp. <laughs> okay. No. No, but that's our first concert uh, on the 31st at 7 o'clock down in the auditorium, so we hope you'll join us for that. You've never seen Lilo and Stitch, is that right? That is true. That's crazy. That's correct. So much Elvis in it. I know. It's almost like a posthumous Elvis film release. Yeah, Yeah, it's Elvis' greatest film. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That's Change of Habit. (laughs) (laughs) Name me a song from Change of Habit. Change of Habit. That's one. Uh, Rubberneckin' also, which was uh, remixed when they were doing that for a while. Rubberneckin's a big one. Okay. Do you want me to say Rubberneckin no, one more time? Okay, you're good. All right. Uh, guess who the female lead in that? Guess who plays opposite Elvis in that movie? Uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it's true. And, uh, oh, no, I can't remember his name. Ed Asner plays one of the, plays a cop. Oh, so. wow. A lot of good stuff going on. I don't know why I'm promoting Change of Habit. Yeah. We're not showing We're showing it. Lilo and Stitch. But... Lilo and Stitch is the first time I ever heard Burning Love. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I'm definitely going to put Change of Habit on the... Uh, Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make it a matinee. senior matinee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those cats will love it. And you'll be like, yeah, you're going to tell our uh, auditorium workers to get out of town. You're yeah. running the show yeah. today. Yeah, I don't need your services aren't required. Yeah. What you oh, need hey, is a change the, of habit. Oh, hey, the DVD broke down. Looks Here's like we'll have so to clever about, about it. The plot of change of habit. Oh, boy. Mary he Tyler Moore and a couple of nuns, He's a, yep. they go basically undercover to see uh-huh. if they can reach people just in street clothes. Uh-huh. So what she needs is a change of, a change of yeah. habit. Yeah. Uh, if I haven't sold this movie, then your heart's yeah. a stone. Yeah. Anyway. So this is this is Sister Act Part 3. Yeah, pretty much. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. Ah, yep. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mother, Mother Superior. <laughs> in her younger young. years. Yeah, when she's young. Yeah. Dang. Anyway. Uh, I guess that's all I got, unless you want to talk. We could talk about uh, Easy Come, Easy no, Go. No, no, Elvis is a Navy frogman. Uh, he's on shore leave for a while. It's pretty no. good. Kid Galahad, he's a boxer. Kissing Cousins, there's two Elvises. Do you want me to keep going? No. Viva Las Vegas. Let me just say Viva Las Vegas with Ann Margaret is great. I gave you Dr. Quinn you Medicine check it out. earlier today. You okay. gotta... <laughs> You're right. You're right. Tickle me, weird. Live a little, love a little will terrify you. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There's this whole dream scene where there's this weird talking. Oh, it's a boy. man in a dog costume, like talking and singing, yeah. and it is genuinely spooky. Okay. Not intended. This to is be. bogarting the mic. I'm sorry. This is a filibuster. You're right. You're right. You're right. A little on. less conversation is from "Live a Little, Love a Little." So if you know right, that one, yeah. that's what we could use right now. Yeah, you're right. Less conversation. You're right. Harem scarum. Harem okay. scarum. Maybe. Yeah. Is there a is there a Elvis movie slash anything related to filibustering? Because that seems like where Elvis plays a lawyer. No, no, but that maybe, never happened. He just gets on stage. He just he just needs spin out. Pretty good spin out. Uh, him and Nancy Sinatra. 
Those boots are made for walking. Oh, that's right, because yeah. I got a crush on you. Have a huge crush on Nancy Sinatra. Sinatra. Well, okay. If you want to put a date on it, that's fine. <laughs> I All would right. like to put on a date. <laughs> this has been our spotlight on the films of Elvis Presley. See, this is yeah. This is the problem. What happens is you are the one who ends the show. Yeah. So if, if you don't want to, yeah. Or do you, I just <laughs> you I just, just talk keep, about I just keep going. Hours. I just keep going. Yeah. Blue right. suede clues. Oh, there's a great new Elvis. A CD set out as well. All the earliest takes from Sun Records. Uh-huh. So I'm probably going to get it. So you're probably going to listen to it a little bit with me. We got to stop talking about Elvis because yeah, I can just I go, go run. I can just go on and kids. on. All right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> we'll see you at episode 105. <laughs>